Hello, and welcome to our Fate of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I'm your Game Master Porter, and we have our full cast tonight. So let's go ahead and introduce your characters. Go ahead, Tiffany. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric, earthen enchantress. Mira does not kill. Uh, her other aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. She won't be trampled. And her two gear aspects are the negative energy ward and the staff of summer flame. Hello, I'm Erin and I play Eleanor Westergaard. She is a human sorceress and also a beguiling magical slayer. Her trouble is venom in my veins and her other aspects are fantastical facades the Westergaard family business, and Lady on a Mission, and she is currently wearing her negative energy ward, and she is wielding her fancy whip. Hello. Once again, excited to be here. I am playing Yolok today. Yolok is our slippery kobold treasure hunter. His trouble aspect is getting in is no problem, but getting out... Dot, dot, dot. Uh, Yolok is beneath notice, and he's currently in the void with Meshkenet and Alashra. Yolok has complete dedication to the mistresses, is carrying his Masterwork Thieves tools, uh, as well as his Marodi stiletto, and he is driven by the King Killer Dagger. All right, so uh, last time there was some excitement. Tiffany, do you want to remind us what happened? Uh, yes, we have arrived at Coromel. And uh, we showed up in town, ready to look for the pier that we need to be the location for the ritual. And as we decided to uh, divide up and go in search of the location, Yolok reached out to some of his contacts. And uh, in the process, he had a void-fueled blackout and uh, ended up at a shrine many hours later. Um, and he made his way back to us. In the meantime, we were starting to check out the piers, look for the symbol that we're, that we need to find, um, that marks the right location. And, uh, Eleanor was trailed by a mysterious stranger, um, who turns out has a lot in common in that they are both uh, members of the Shadows of Blood. They have the same matching tattoos. So our new friend, Virgo, wanted to learn a bit about Eleanor, and we decided to invite him to dinner with us. Uh, in the meantime, Yolok showed up uh, to meet us for dinner, uh, looking very much concerned. And then there was a kerfuffle in the streets. Apparently, some monster from the void was unleashing havoc in the town. And we had to do our very best to um, to go off and fight the void monster with our, our new friend in tow. Um, but Yolak was very concerned about his... Um, his possible effect either on the monster or the monster's effect on him, but he felt very connected to it and didn't want to endanger anybody else by taking part. Um, so he sort of stood watch, hung out with Tomlin. He bound his hands and, you know, tried to maintain his neutrality and entered the void of his own volition to try at least to get information while all this void activity was in its heightened state. Um, and the um, 
the moment he was able to uh, question the priestess who had said, um, who had said the thing about how they were lied to and there was a pretender and all the stuff about the void itself. And, um, and there was all kinds of things that were said that may have led insight to what this monster was and where it came from. In the meantime, the three of us, and by us, I mean, our, our new vampire fighting friend, uh, decided to take it down. We, Eleanor and I took to our stealth bomber mode and an excellently glamored magic carpet. We were able to take aerial attacks to get this thing where we want it. And Virgo was our boots on the ground. He did a lot of the melee attacks and Mira was able to strategically open a sinkhole in the ground to trap it in. And at just exactly the right moment, Virgo delivered the finishing blow and it disappeared and the earth swallowed it up whole. So we ended right after the fight in the uh, final moments. It is late in the night. It is totally dark outside. And there, uh, and so we're going to pick up right after uh right after that you've all met back up in the uh in the inn where Yolak had been tied up so he's he's freed and uh you've all um you're all kind of headed back down from the at the upper floors of the inn where you where you were uh where you met back up so let's go ahead and pick up from there so the last thing that was said was Yolak had implored to us that every moment that he is conscious every moment that we are not in in process of of getting to the shadow road um he is not in complete control of all of his faculties and he is worried that he is a liability the longer that we dither about in coromel so as we thought we might have had some time to either do this ritual at dawn or dusk, just before sunrise, just after sunset, um, Yolak had last said that we, we can't stay a day and prepare and rest up. We need to get this done immediately. So as it's already nighttime, if Yolak has his way, we're going to do this thing in a couple of hours. I will also add that as, uh, as a little bit of accounting, from when you left God King Ursu, he gave you a timeline of one month and two days to reach uh, the to reach the anchor point where the oasis will be arriving, and with uh, the amount of time you've taken getting back to Perbastet, dealing with everything there, and getting here, you now have two weeks left. Well, we have only about forty-five minutes left if Yolak has his way. <laughs> So uh, I also just want to clarify, do we know yet where, like, the pier is? No, you we have know not what, found We it know yet. where the symbol would be, uh, like, on the, on the flank of the pier. Uh, but we don't know specifically where this ritual needs to take place. We have not yet found the exact pier that has the like designation marker that this is the right one that we need to be underneath on a boat or whatever. Um, but we've covered enough ground that we've narrowed down to sort of the effectively quadrant 
where we expect it to be. Um, but we no, we don't know exactly where we need to be and when. So we still have a bit of yeah, searching to you do. Have searching to do. Eleanor wants to rest. She wants to like chat with Burgo some more. Eleanor is not on the plan to just like go right now. Your luck. We can't go right now. I, I am so I am tired. I am spent emotionally, uh, physically, mentally. We I, I I hear what you're saying that you want to get to the shadow realm, but I need to sleep. Eleanor. I don't believe you understand the stakes here. I warned you before that creature came out, and I'm warning you now. I don't know enough about this connection that I have. Every moment that we spend in this town, and every moment that we spend near the Temple of Thoth Hermes, is another moment where my lack of understanding could bring further destruction. I understand your luck. Um, and Eleanor starts to look around for, like, a rope or, like, a chain or, like, some sort of thing that she can tie. I mean, you, she's got her whip. Yolak had a whole bunch of rope he tied himself up in voluntarily. Does he still have it? Yeah. Okay. Eleanor is is Yolok still tied up? No, he ended it. He Tomlin. Ended yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Okay. Tomlin, my main man, Tomlin. So Tomlin's got the rope. Tomlin has the rope. Tomlin, do you mind if I see that? And she reaches for the rope. Yolok, come here. And she starts to tie the rope onto herself. And she's she wants to tie Yolok. I'm going to tie this rope onto myself. And I would like to tie the other end onto you, and we will stay together the entire night. <sighs> Eleanor, my objection is not to slip away from you or anything. I'm saying we need to not be here in the inn. We need to be out there finding where this procedure will take place. Yes, but Yolak, it's the middle of the night. We can't see things. And we know that you left by yourself, and then all of a sudden, this creature emerged. So I am assuming that something happened when you were away from us. That has not happened when you are with us. I think when you are with us, you are safe. I will not be party to another one of these monstrosities being allowed in this city, if I can avoid it. I will follow whatever orders you or Mira give me, but I'm begging you, please, do not let time slip idly by now. I hear you, Yolak, but it's been a long night. Let's rest, gather our strength. We will set out at first light. We will find the pier. We will gather the things we need, and we will perform the ritual at sunset. And I look to Mira to see what she's thinking. 
Yolak, do you feel confident if you stayed up and went on a night search and utilized this time? Because By himself? Th that's why I'm asking. No, the Mira, no. <laughs> that's what happened before. No, not by himself. We are facing confidence for what, Mira? If you're saying we, if we knew where to go, we would go there right now, and this would be done and dusted. But we don't know where we need to be before the time comes that we would need to be there. So if you feel like we can expedite that time, I don't feel like there's a way to find the information. And at the cost of the rest and recharging, it's going to take. As we found out, the shadow realm is not one to be entered upon lightly. And we need to have our full faculties with us. And so I think after everything we've been through, I think we need to recharge so that we have our full strength when entering. And I agree, I don't want to dally about, don't get me wrong, but I I believe that we have, we have a difficult choice. There's going to be a cost, whichever we choose. And so what I'm asking you is, how do you think we could expedite the process of finding what we need to find in time for us to put the information to use? We need to be looking for where Ritual will be performed. I'm going to bed. I'm not going out tonight. I'm not doing the ritual tonight. I'm going to bed. I hope that... I hope that nothing happens and that you're granted a fine final evening with Tomlin. Tomlin, thank you for your assistance tonight. And, uh, Yolak is gonna walk out and, uh, Start looking for um, the uh, the beer. Burgo steps forward. He's been kind of standing back for a minute and letting you you three talk. And he steps in. And, I, I'm sorry. What is going on? What was that thing? That was a void monster. Our dear friend Yolak here um, has an artifact that can... We, we're not sure what it can do, but we believe that it is connected to the Void somehow. I know a lot about a lot. What is the Void? that you keep talking about. We don't entirely understand it, but from what we can gather, there is a massively powerful weapon that the lives it takes are consumed to a, to a plane of existence within it. And Apparently, it can also bring things out from this plane of existence as well as consume them. Um, and we, we don't entirely understand it, but we do know that it is connected with the Temple of Thoth Hermes. 
And the shrine here in Coromel was utilized in activating some kind of summoning, we think. We don't entirely understand, but we do know that our friend Yolok is connected to it. Thus, his haste in moving along our mission. Um, it, and since we don't understand it, we're trying to keep everyone safe as best we can, but we don't know entirely what's going on. We just know we want to do it quickly. Huh. Well, that's exciting. He kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can you remind me how long he's been, uh, I don't know exactly what his job title is. A, a Shadows of Blood hunter? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, it, uh, it was like, I think he said ten years. Virgo, you wanted to have a chat. I'm very tired, but I could stay up and talk with you if you need to get on your way. Um, or we could meet tomorrow morning. Well, I'm... Don't think I'm ready to sleep after all of that. So, sure. Shall we go get a drink? If, uh... Sure, yes. He He's kind of eyeballing the three of you like... I'm not stepping into this. I'm going to let you three figure this out. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Eleanor just told Yolok that she was tired of going to bed, and that was the excuse for not hunting. <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, if Yolok heard that, he'd be so pissed, but he's not. He's outside. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he already left the room by this point. Good point. Uh, he's torn out. Uh, that is really funny. <laughs> well, I mean, so going down having a drink and then, like, going to bed, that's way different than going out and, like, hunting, like, going back down to the piers and hunting around. Much different. Sure, hey, tell yourself whatever down. you need to. Okay, <laughs> Eleanor's going to head down to Virgo. You'll get a nightcap. Okay. All right. So Mira turns to Tomlin and says, well, I guess if rest is to be had, I <laughs> I guess it's time to turn in. It looks like everyone's got their little agendas. And I I had originally signed up to go to bed and have a restful night's sleep in, prefer in, uh, in preparation for tomorrow. And I'd still like to do that. I think I think this is our exit cue. He nods. Yeah, I, I think so. All right, so let's cut to Yolok. What's Yolok doing? Yeah, so uh, I I think that he's Yolok is um, really struggling here because he is devoted to the mistresses he would do whatever they would ask of him right no matter what he would do it but he's been told a couple of times like hey you should be doing more of your own stuff and you know don't just wait for us to tell you to do something 
And this was the first time that he's, I think, ever asked them to do anything. And both of them, both of them shut him down. Like, yep. And, and I think that that's like not an inconsequential thing for him because he takes his, uh, vows obviously very seriously. And so, you know, I think that this was a real bummer for him that, that this happened. Um, and so I think that he's in a, in a pretty like nasty headspace. I mean, obviously Yolok has a checkered past, right? We know that from all of the people that he interacts with and everything. So like, I think that it's extraordinarily easy for him to kind of go to a place mentally where it's like, all right, fine. Let's, you know, let's go back down to the underworld roots and we'll get it done by ourselves the way that we used to do it. So I think that's where he's at. Okay. All right. So he's out on the street. Is he heading to the pier? Is he heading? What is he doing? Yeah, he's heading. Well, okay. So, um, the old, uh, the last time, uh, that he was looking for some of his old contacts, he went to like some old, um, antiques dealers. Um, and I think this time he's going to, uh, instead, uh, go to some of his old, um, contacts in sort of a more sort of seedy underbelly context. And he's going to just straight up, uh, try to find, um, some some tufts and see if they know anything about you know this uh obscure location okay um all right so you're 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 basically going for some some further invest back to kind of the investigation path yeah and but. and i think that like the key differentiator here is that before he was totally satisfied going with the um you know academic and um nonviolent route but especially especially after just getting betrayed by his two mistresses and especially uh because he's been carrying this dagger which is making him more and more uh bold and sort of violent innately mm. uh i think that he is very much looking for trouble at this point okay um so go ahead and give me a clever role clever okay difficulty three because uh based on what Ooh. we're talking about here i got a five whoa well yeah. okay all right, that's a that's a clean success. So, um so you it takes some doing because as you approach kind of various thugs and ne'er-do-wells that are walking that are out at night, um 
you have to go through several of them and more than one actually tries to uh, turn the tables on the, you know, small kobold poking his, his nose around into, into the city. And, uh, um, but none of them pose a problem to you. So you, uh, you scare more than one group away with a display of, uh, of, uh, of savvy. And after the, uh, third group, there's a, a guy that you have basically, the others have run and he's on his back, um, kind of cowering against a wall and going, no, 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 don't, 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 um, um, yeah, uh, I don't know, but, um, I, 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 I know someone who might, I know someone who might, don't, put just put that knife away, would you? Could you put the knife away? Okay, um, okay, there's a, there's, uh, well, okay, man is a, man might be the wrong word, he's a dragonkin, but he's a wizard, and he deals with our crew, we get him things, and he might know, and I, I, I could take you to him, and I know he deals at night um so please please uh k- k- i don't know but maybe he does maybe he does thank you you're the first person i've met tonight who's actually been helpful other than one small gentleman who tied me up he looks really confused at that but doesn't delve into it <laughs> so he uh he takes you around uh, a ways into the uh into a uh a dark club where there are people drinking having discussions other other activities of ill repute and he takes you into a back room and back there is a um scaly reptilian brown-scaled dragonkin. One of the Maroti dragonkin. Ah, wonderful. You've seen these guys before. Yeah! Um, you haven't seen one in a while. They are large. They have the... They look like a bipedal human-ish scale dragon, but they're, you know, on the large side. Except for this one, most of the ones you've seen have usually been outfitted like soldiers. This one is actually wearing like a silk vest that go trails down to his knees, but kind of open in the front with a scaly bare chest. And he's got a whole bunch of, uh, he's got a, a bag sitting on the couch next to him. And he's actually sitting there smoking a hookah. And he looks like he's having a chat with, uh, um, a Nurian gentleman who is very well dressed and sitting there leaning forward, having a very engrossed in the conversation with a glass of wine while the, the dragonkins kind of lounging back, su- uh, sucking on the hookah and exhaling a plume of smoke as you walk into the room. 
and uh, he looks at the two of you and he 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 glares and uh uh as soon as i see that he's one of the marodi dragon kin uh i um uncharacteristically uh but knowing that this will absolutely ingratiate me hopefully uh i uh pull out my marodi dagger my my trusty killing device uh and just unsheathe it hold it over my head and say uh greetings fellow killers <laughs> he kind of just going going with the uh, the bold approach to ingratiate myself sure he uh he looks confused and then laughs and uh says something to the uh the the gentleman with the wine glass he kind of pats him on the cheek and dismisses him and that guy gets up and and leaves and looks at you hello little scaly one i have no idea why you're here but you've entertained me tonight and that's something come sit have a smoke Lessa, uh, the 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 thug that brought you here, Lessa, Lessa, you can go. We'll talk later. The thug leaves, and we're gonna come back. All right. Okay. You sit Great. down and have a fun chat with a dragonkin named Sarah. S C E R A. Sarah. All right. To Eleanor and Burgo. At the bar. So, Burgo sits down, orders the two of you a bottle of wine, and uh, pours a glass and gives you a little clink. Well, that has been a lot more excitement than I was planning on tonight. Yes, you and me both. Honestly, the past month? Has been a lot more excitement than I've bargained for. So that's that's never happened before. No, 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 definitely not. Never have I ever fought a void monster before. I I still don't entirely know what a void monster is, but it was that was that was scary. It seemed like it was twisting the world around it i i it was something and he he takes a drink of his glass and he sets the glass and kind of like rubs his face so tell me you were trailing us and then you saw my tattoos mm -hmm. and you are also a part of the shadows of blood now because we found the shadows of blood in Pervestet, I didn't realize that there were multiple chapters of this group. How many uh, how many of them how many how many exist of, of you, of us? It's hard to say for sure because our type and he, uh, tends to live for a long time. If we don't die. <laughs> but a lot of us die. 
And, but as far as I know, I think there are. Why, why do you die? I mean, is it just like, like fighting? It's, yes, it's dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. And also, well, I mean, you know, the using the powers takes a toll. I, I... Well, yes, but the tattoos help to uh, replenish and to bring bring you back to your normal state. Well, yes, they control the thirst, but and he looks he he's getting this look on his face like wait, you 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 know so he 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 she keeps does not going. Know. She does not know. They control the thirst, but there is a there is a cost of using them that lasts far beyond. Every time you tap into that power, you're burning yourself at another end. Oh my gods, you don't... Uh, Tata and Fetra failed to mention this, this minor detail. <clears throat> and she takes a nice long drink. I understand why they are different than you and me. Here's the thing. If you locked yourself away and never touched the power, you might live for a very long time. None of us quite know how long, but much longer than a normal human. But those who dip into the power regularly, first of all, that usually means you're living a violent life, so you're likely to just die because you lose. But there have been those who, well, they never turned into the vampire all the way, but they dwindled away. They... Meaning that they became more vam vampire-like or just, no. just died? Their life force eventually fades. Every time I step into a fight and I choose that power, I know that I'm giving up time at the other end. How much time are we talking about? I have no idea. See, here's the thing. This is a critical difference between how I live and how they live. Refor he kind of gestures the same direction he gestured before referencing Fetra and Tata. My life is forfeit. I decided that long ago. I'm already a dead man walking. I'm going to make sure that I do something with it. So every day, I live, and I fight, and I don't worry about what's on the other side. Some of us live like this. So you have to decide for yourself. And he takes a big, big drink of wine.
Virgo, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. My friend Mira and I, well, let me start somewhere else. I was bitten by a vampire over 250 years ago. What? Wait, what? But you said... It's true, I received these tattoos only a, a few weeks ago. My friend and I are from the Oasis of Figs. In this oasis grows a magical fig tree. These figs are the figs of eternal life. When I stumbled in there, it was by pure dumb luck. I had just been bitten and I found my way to the oasis. And we found by eating these figs, it kept the venom at bay. I never tapped into any sort of powers. I was normal. I just ate a fig every so often. When we were stranded from the oasis, we did have some figs, and I had planned to eat them to continue to keep this venom at bay. But then, as luck had it, we ran into the shadows of blood, and they showed me another way. And here I am thinking that now I can just roam the earth and do whatever I want and have these amazing powers at no cost. And now that you say that, I... I understand my naivety, but I am wondering, would that fig help to reverse the burnout that you are talking about? <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. Um, the fact that it's maintained you for so long it seems it seems possible I, I i don't know maybe probably i hmm. what do you do there <laughs> we mira grows the figs and we sort of hang out and have a good time and people come and people go and we she looks at him like understanding what this sounds like compared to the life that he has just described to her you know we just uh, we, we don't we don't do that much hmm And you're going back. That's that. That is the plan at at the moment. <clears throat> how do you, how do you get back? Like I, I thought that wasn't possible. I don't know much about it. We've been on a very very long road to find a way back, and we do have a plan. Uh, we will be going through the Shadow Realm and hopefully finding an anchor point where the Oasis would be. Is, you're going to the Shadow Realm? That's, that is the plan. She takes another drink. <laughs> that sounds exciting. I've never been. Neither have I. 
Are you ready? Pause. <laughs> I don't know. Should I ask him to come with us? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Invite him on. We're going to invite him on. Fanfic I mean, how are you going to come up with another Shadows of Blood adventurer who's totally buff? My life is forfeit. I have to use the time I have on this. And there's Eleanor who's like, it's Westergaard. It's business. It's what we do. And Mira is like, here for it. <laughs> I was honestly, what I was going to do is like go up to your room and go get a fig and like experiment and see what happens. And like, if he feels different, then I'll be like, sweet, I can use the power. I need a fig. I mean, it's all on the table. Let it play out. Just whatever you want to do, I'm just saying. I wouldn't be mad at him if he came along. <laughs> this better this better stay in the final cut. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on record saying if Yolok wasn't pissed already, oh my goodness. <laughs> Have you ever had a more dedicated friend <laughs> who you just f***ing forgot about? Bye! Let me chat with my buff bro here. Ooh, Burgo! <laughs> I love your muscles, Burgo! Eat a fig, Burgo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's up to Eleanor. She's in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> Let the drama flow. Oh, man. What was the last thing I said? I think the last thing he said was, I've never been. I've never been. Yes, uh, Burgo, we ha we have never been to the Shadow Realm either, but that is what God King Ursu said that we had to do. Wait, what? <laughs> Say those words again? That is what God King Ursu said that we must do. Like, in a prophecy or something? No. When we had an audience with him in Paranu. What? <laughs> yes. Before we... Before we came from Perbastet, we were in Paranu. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I am Eleanor Westergaard. I'm just the traveler. We just, we, we're just, we're just trying to get home. <laughs> little, little tears are streaming down as he's like, I can't even handle what you just said. <laughs> Maybe I should tell him about Mishkenic? <laughs> Who knows? Um, yes. We... Yes. God King Ursu, and I'm pretty sure he was right about it, because I had to trade my blood for it. I don't think he would have... You did what? 
we tried to give him a fig in order to get the information, but he was uninterested in a fig. As you can imagine, he's undead. It doesn't do much for you when you're not alive. We had nothing else to give, and I thought that my blood was quite interesting. I bet it was. So that is what we had to trade in order to get that information. It could... I didn't even think about these implications. Could he do something with our blood? Oh, I mean, I'm not a wizard. Um, but from what I understand, he could do any, any number of things with your blood. All of them are terrible. Some of them are terrible for you. But he was helping you. I don't... I have no idea. All I know is not giving powerful wizards your blood is usually a position that I maintain fairly strongly. Seems like a bad idea. Hmm. Too bad I didn't run into you before we went to Paranu. Too bad. So... What is your travels after, uh, after you leave Cormel? I am headed to the Temple of Thoth Hermes in the west. Oh! I, I'm doing some, I, I think I mentioned before, I'm doing some research. I need access to their library. Right, because we told you about our friend Kama, who is there. Yes. Or Yolak's friend Kama. Yes, you should speak with Yolak when he's back tomorrow morning. About that, he, he... He spent a lot of time there. Um, I mean, you could come to the Shadow Realm with us if you wanted to. It seems like you know an awful lot about stuff, and it seems like you have a lot of good advice to give. <laughs> he smiles. He takes a little sip. It does sound exciting. But no, I'm sorry. I have my, I have my own, I have my own responsibilities that I need to see through. I mean, we also took down Meshkenet in Paranu. We are pretty good cool people. <laughs> Just land the bona fides I... out. What? That when, word "we's" doing did a lot that of work here. Last week, don't go to uh, Perbastet at the moment. It's completely imploded. <laughs> We've been banished, you... by the way. By who? <laughs> by Nefrini. Anyone else in Perbastet you want to name drop? <laughs> no, I think, left. That, I think that's it. I think. My goodness. So what we... will the pallid court do now that Meshkenet is gone? Oh. Yola killed her. The whole pallid court? No, Lady Lashra. <laughs> He's just done. You don't need me in the Shadow Realm. You'll be fine, I'm sure. Well, if 
if... Besides, you're headed back to the Oasis. Yes, we are. If if I was to change my plans and I wanted to uh, ever meet up again for another drink, where would I find... How, how could I find you? Could I do, like, some sort of blood sacrifice or, like, <laughs> palm slice? <laughs> that would probably hurt. <laughs> Don't ever do the palm slice. It's the worst way to do a blood, a blood donation. <laughs> I... You think about that. I'll be right back. And she gets up, and she's going to go running up to Mira's room, and just knock. Well, first she's going to wait and listen, make sure it's quiet. And then she's going to knock. Knock, knock, knock. Well, Mira hasn't had her scene yet, and we don't know if it's quiet or not. <laughs> so, yeah, fair point. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb, and predict that there is a uh, that the two of them are sitting there looking at each other talking and uh, it, it's probably awkward knock 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 Mira Mira you Mira. hear rustling you hear whispers <laughs> and just the door cracks just a touch, just enough to get out like half an eye. Okay. Mira, I really need a fig. <laughs> I'm sorry? Mira, I... You gave Tomlin a fig. I really need a fig. You needed a fig when you were going to fully fang out and eat a person. I what know, but I really need a fig, fig right now. Please, I want to give one to Burgo. I want to see, he told me that, he told me that with these powers you burn out, and I I just want to see if it will, like, help him have some extra life. Uh, can I please have a fig? We only we have six. So, Tiffany the player obviously heard all the information, and the entire exchange, it is like, Fully on board for yeah, yeah. anything developing between these two. You managed to make that I sound really know. trite. I know, I know. Well, because she's busy, like, she just wants to get the fix. She's getting, like, she's cutting to the right, point. Right, I get she's getting to yeah, the yeah. point. But it's like, so, okay, the, the immediate mental leap that Mira does is initially, like, how could you make such a just cavalier ask of something that we have worked so hard to pr to protect and that's such a precious limited resource? I know. But she hears the words that she uses, and she's literally in the room with Toblin. Like this, she, the the she's hearing the echo right in her ears of like the words that Eleanor is saying to her face, and she immediately is playing back the moment when she gave Tomlin the fig, and the look that Eleanor gave her then, hmm. and now the ass <laughs> that Eleanor stands before her with, and she immediately goes to like offense and like oh, aghast no. Oh, no. to like wow 
This is an inroad with Eleanor and empathy and quid pro quo, and she can no longer hold this over me. She can no longer <laughs> lord over the fig economy. Stones and glass houses. Fig economy. <laughs> so, so she just does like the one finger and like goes in the room. Oh I got a fig. And. Because she trusts Eleanor, as we've long, you know, um, explicitly stated, she trusts Eleanor with her life. And so she's asking, you know, they've got like this whole, she doesn't pretend to understand the whole vampire thing. Like she's always trying to sympathize, but she has no idea what it's like to be her. And she just had a whole conversation with a fellow Shadows of Blood, you know, vampiric member. And she disappears from her for however long and comes back asking for a fig. It must be worth it. And even if it's not, it'll be worth it to Mira because now the tables are, are squared. So, <laughs> I love it. So she goes back and she opens a box. She hands Eleanor a fig out through the slightly cracked door. And she just looks her in the eye with like the deepest sincerity. And she just says, I hope you know what you're doing. Thank you, Mira. Thank you so much. And she takes the big oh. and goes. <laughs> She's just getting out of there because she doesn't, you know. She just doesn't want Mira to change her mind. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, yes. <laughs> okay, so um, Eleanor takes the pig and she just kind of like, kind of hides it and heads down to the table and sits down. <clears throat> Buttergo, and she kind of opens up her hand and shows him the golden fig that looks so magical and beautiful yeah. in Iridescent this very shimmer especially in this like very like mundane very mm -hmm. humble in you know and we're all like ragtag after fighting like this beautiful perfect fig he looks he he totally like tough guy totally has a like a gas It is beautiful. And he suddenly looks around, like making sure you're I'm that like no one else is around, but you're you're alone. And he goes back to look at it. So that is a fig of eternal life. Wow. It you, is. You really are from the oasis. You really have done all these things. We have. Wow. He sits back. He clearly thinks you're just like proving a point. Uh, Burgo, you helped us so much tonight with that void terror. Uh, I wish you would reconsider coming with us. You could Come back to the oasis. There's an entire tree of these. Who knows how much life you've burned. You could get it all back. He thinks for a minute. That's an interesting question. It's never really been on the table. Well, she sets the fig down. It's on the table now. But then what? Well, if you... Like the oasis, you could stay there, or you could stay until you felt, I don't know how you know, but 
you could stay until you felt fully recharged or, I don't know, healthy or full of life. Until you felt good and then, and then you could leave. But then I'd do it all again. Eleanor. Serious question. What is this? And he kind of gestures around, like, the world. What is this? What are we about? What, what are we about? I don't... What are we living for? What are you living for? I... I used to have family. I used to have a home. I don't have any of those things anymore. I died. For all intents and purposes, I should have died. And... I don't worry about more years. I just worry about what I can do with the days that I have. So I'm very interested in extending the fight, but I know what I'm living for. Do you? Eleanor just takes a sip of her drink, which is almost gone. <sighs> Up until a few days ago, or weeks, I... I didn't... I don't know what I'm living for. What you just described, I had a family, I had a home. I should have died. I didn't die. I've lived in a sort of stasis for 250 years, and and now I've been trying to get home to what my new home is. I guess I do have a home. That sounds lovely. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, um, I, as, I have to help my friends get back to the Oasis. Mira must get back. The tree will not grow without her. Mm. No, no more of these? And he kind of just he swirls his finger over the fig. Well, that's her theory. We don't, we don't know. We don't know how long she can be away from it. It is her powers that, that make this possible. I want you to keep this. And she hands him the fig. It will buy you more days. He takes it in his hand and looks at it. That is incredibly generous of you. Thank you. Do you... Would you like me to eat it now so you can know if it helps you? 
Is that what you're trying to figure out? No, I mean, yes, I would like to know. Because that's okay, too. But I have every intent to get back, to get Mira home to the Oasis. So there will be plenty of things for me there. So you can keep it and use it how you see fit. But I would, if I ever left the Oasis and wanted to join up with another Shadows of Blood freedom fighter such as yourself, I ask you again, how could I, how could I seek you out? He thinks, he, he pauses for a moment and like kind of assessing and weighing. And then he reaches down into uh, his bag and he pauses again like he's deciding like, do I really want to do this? Sure. Gave him a fig of yeah, eternal yeah. life. He then, I mean, he comes out with a, holding a small stud diamond earring that happens to match the one that is in his, that is in his uh, left ear. And he sets that on the table next to the fig. That is an enchanted earring that I used to share with my old hunting partner. And it allowed us to communicate over long distances. Use that to ask me where I am. In fact, I might be able to answer questions or help somehow, depending on where you are and where I am. I have no idea if it will work while you're in the Shadow Realm. I have no idea at all. Or if I'm in the Oasis. Right. We shall, we shall see if it works. Thank you. I hope you use it. I will. <laughs> Are you ready for the Shadow Realm? Nope. Definitely not ready for the Shadow Realm. But we will be gone at sunset tomorrow. That is when the ritual will take place. Sounds like a plan. Well, until tomorrow, then. Good night. And he finishes the wine. He, he very, very gently takes the fig. And he's just thinking about it like, what do I do with you? But he's going to think about it. And he kind of just cups it gingerly in his hands. And uh, leaves. Heads up to his room. Eleanor finishes her drink, and she takes the little earring, and she's got some special pockets for little things, and she puts it in a very secure pocket, and she heads up to bed. Cool. Okay. Mira. So, rewinding prior to the interruption with Eleanor, um, you and Tomlin get to your room. He walks in the room and he just sits down on a chair and just deflates. So I I walk over to the to the bed, the edge of the bed opposite 
the sitting chair and um sitting chair chairs are typically for sitting um <laughs> um i walk over and i sit on the corner of the bed opposite the chair and just stare at the floor because the whole point of resting up for tomorrow is getting the hell out of here and that means that Tomlin and my time is up and I've read the ritual scroll I had the conversation with Petra and I know what Tomlin said before we left and he's going home and I'm going to leave and never see him again and the terms on which we will part would be painful if we were just parting ways but I know it's going to hurt and I don't want to cause him any more hurt than he obviously already has suffered. So Mira's debating what to tell him to adequately prepare him for tomorrow, but how to kind of make the most of tonight. But she wants to be clear, like explicitly what his intentions are so that we don't have to dither tomorrow because tomorrow time will be of the essence. So she looks up from the floor and says, Tomlin, I want to make sure before what's going to happen tomorrow happens that you are going to be okay. Because once I'm gone, I, I won't be able to escort you home. And Ever since when we left you in Nuria, my thoughts have been with you. Then when we found out that you had been taken, I've been able to think of nothing else. And my singular focus has been your safety. And now that I'm about to leave your side, I just want to make sure, as best I can, that you're going to be okay. I would escort you to your front door if I could. And I hope you know that. But this is a window that will not be available to us for long. And so when we leave tomorrow, I won't be able to see you back to safety. Will you be able to make it home? On your own. He takes in a big breath and kind of sits back in his chair and looks at you. Yes, I, yes, I can make it. Yes, I can get a boat, I'm sure. Being on a boat would actually be nice. I can make it back to Nuria. I should send a letter to my son. He probably is worried about me. I hadn't even thought to before. I was just, I wasn't in the, I feel like I'm just finally coming back to myself, Mira, and I, I don't understand what you're about to do or where you're about to go. It's, it's all a lot, but I, I get it. You're leaving and it's, it's probably the, for the best. 
What you said to me in Per Bastet has not left my ears. When you woke up from your healing ritual, the first thing you said was, I don't think I'm, I haven't understood anything that's happened since I met you, and I don't think I'm cut out for it. And I, I understand. You know, I did not choose to be in this situation either. I certainly did not decide to go off and my, make my way in the world as an adventurer and take on gods and zombies and all what kinds. I, I didn't expect to topple anyone. I just have been trying to get home. And in the process, I met you. And it seemed like an incredible thing. And it has been. Don't get me wrong. It has been. But your life getting caught in the crosshairs is, is something that I, I cannot bear. And so to put you into any further danger by being with me any moment longer than you have to, I, I understand that it's, it's better if we part ways. So you certainly should send a letter to your son, but I, I hope that, that you'll be home soon enough that you won't have missed much time at all. We'll say that a, a, about this time is when uh, there's a knock on the door. Um, and uh, there's the, the uh, whole fig interaction with Eleanor. And he just kind of sits there quietly thinking while you do that. And so once uh, once Eleanor is gone, he just lets the silence hang in the room for a few minutes. Mira, I'm I'm really grateful. I I'm grateful that you came to save me. I know that that was dangerous, and I I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you helping me get this far. And I... He takes a big breath to, like, seems like he's, like, steadying himself. And he stands up, and he walks over, and he takes your hands, and he looks you in the eye. For kind of the first time, like, he hasn't made good eye contact much. Very rarely. And he's now looking you right in the eye like he did before in Nuria. And his, he kind of sets his jaw. You are dangerous for me. And I I care a lot about you, but I need to get far away from you. Because you apparently go take on gods and god kings, and I don't even know what, but look what happened tonight. I, I can't. I just can't. And Mira, that it it breaks my 
heart. And he reaches over and touches your staff that the two of you fixed together. I hope that you get where you, that you get home. I hope you get home and I hope that you are safe and I hope that you are happy there. And now I'm going to go home and I'm going to go see my son and I'm going to go see him every day. And I hope you are safe, but candidly, I don't think you will be anymore from what I see. So I think maybe I should go get my own room. And he just takes your hands and he touches them to his lips. But I think I need to go. I'll take care of myself from here. Thank you for getting me this far. I I needed it. I don't think I could have gotten myself this far on my own. He takes a big breath, but I can do it. I can get myself home. I can do that. So you get yourself home. Mira Barkridge. It is taking everything in Mira's body to hold the tears back because he hasn't said a single thing that is untrue. Everything he said was an accurate assessment of the situation and it breaks her heart. And so she lets his hands go and before he turns, she rifles through her things. She goes through her bags and rifles through her things and finds good stuff. The best of her, like the most rare seeds she has out of her herbalism pouch, like her best samples of, you know, of seeds and herbs and, you know, dried things and the stuff she keeps for rare occasions. And, and she puts them in his palm and she says, in case I don't get the opportunity again, in case things get chaotic tomorrow, as they tend to do, um, you can do with these what you will, but wherever, wherever you find them a suitable, a suitable place to be, I, at least I hope you, you can plant these somewhere where they bring you joy. You, you certainly don't have to. You can chuck them off the boat on your way out of town if you if you want to put this whole mess behind you. But if any part of you decides to remember any of this, plant these and think of me. So Nobody's going to come after you for these. These are things that are found commonly in the world. <laughs> in corners of the world, mind you. But no one's going to come after you because the last time I gave you a plant, well, if you decide flowers and savory herbs are your thing, these will suit you well. While you were rifling through your stuff, he was gathering up his, uh, his a few basic supplies in a little 
bag that he a knapsack he had and he he looks at them and thinks for a minute and he puts them in his bag and then he just gives your hand one last squeeze goodbye mira barkridge i hope you get home and he lets go and he he walks downstairs and he's gonna go find himself another room I pass him as I'm that as I'm coming up to go to bed, and I kind of see Tomlin. And he doesn't. He won't look you at the eye, and he walks right past you. So Eleanor is just gonna go to Mir's room and check on her. As I'm not sure she's even gonna answer the door. As soon as the door clicked shut, she collapsed. In the very chair where Tomlin sat down, and her head is between her knees, and she's just weeping. So I think Eleanor can hear that, so she just kind of just going to let her have that moment. So Eleanor goes to bed. Okay. All right. Oh, what a nice friend. Abandoning her friend in her hour of need. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She, like. Sometimes you need to have that cathartic cry, and you can't do that when you're with other people. Sure. So here's the thing. In that moment, it has... So she's she's breathing. She's trying to remember how to breathe through open sobs. And after that catharsis, after all that built-up pressure of, like, trying not to cry and trying to say the right thing and, like, the tension of the fight. And, I mean, I mean, we got to town and we started, like, poking around in, like, super sleuth mode. And then there was a big monster battle. And now it's, like, this is, you know, the whole point of coming to this town was to, like, plunk her bags down, find an inn, rest up for tomorrow. And now that she's done that, after everything that's transpired, after she has her catharsis, she has probably the most clarity of mind that she's had about this ritual. And she is now, with Tomlin off the table, she is now singularly focused. And that resolve and that clarity has kind of like steeled her in a way where she's like, yeah, I got work to do tomorrow. I have to sleep. And she crashes with like probably the fastest like sleep that she's ever achieved in a really long time and crashes to sleep and she is so incredibly singularly minded for tomorrow she knows exactly what has to be done okay so yolak you have a new friend Sarah the Dragonkin really enjoys Yolok's company. <laughs> Stories and and uh, what what whatever you're gonna lay down, he's picking up. And um, so, wh- what do you want to ask of Sarah? Uh, I want to know if Sarah has ever seen or knows of the location 
of this peer that we're looking for. Uh, we can pretty accurately describe what like we're trying to find at this point. Yeah, I think Pretty you had. A, I think you made a little. You had. I think you all, you had a little reference image for the rune. It was or for the the symbol. Yeah, we know. We know the rune. We know where it's going to be. We know it's a stone pier. So like, and we know the general vicinity. Or so, rather, we know a not general vicinity. And he's looking. So, so he's looking at the thing, and he's thinking, and he's he's doing some arranging in his mind. So what what is what is it you and your your friends are doing with this? Fair question to be sure. We are on a very specific mission and this location is of special significance. It will provide access to the places we need to go. I'm sorry, that didn't make any sense. Why are you looking for this thing? This site is a ritual site, and when the proper rituals are performed, incredible things can happen, as I'm sure you, a wizard, know. Oftentimes, it's not the objects themselves which are powerful, but how you use them. So he's looking at the the thing. He's like, I swear I've seen this before. And I'm... I'm trying to... I'm trying to piece these things together, and it's just not... What kind of ritual? As far as I can tell, this ritual will transport us to a different realm entirely. And he suddenly gets a a lizardy smile. Oh. Oh, you're going to walk the shadow road, aren't you? Precisely. He taps a thing. That's where... I've never known to look for that, but I know the spot. I've just never known to look for that before, but I've seen it. I didn't know what I was seeing. Are you familiar with these rituals? I... He kind of looks like he's dancing around it a bit. I've... Performed a few in my day? Yes, goes with the territory. I've never actually done this one. But I've had dealings uh, with some Shadow Fae coming in and out of there. Is, is Yolok, like, has he committed to memory the actual ritual phrasing? Like, I don't know if Yolok has ever been precisely located in the spot where like ah this is the ritual and like no because also the in addition to like mostly we've we've talked about kind of there's like the criteria around the ritual the but there's actually a whole thing around how to actually perform the ritual that there where that mira 
knows, but the the details of that would be quite lost on on Yola. Sure, sure, sure. So so the how to perform the ritual is known, but not pertinent to Yolak, but I'm I'm talking specifically about the text of the ritual. Yeah, the requirement. Yes, the 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 criteria. Yes, the criteria. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. So, um, in this particular translocation, there are several criterion which must be met. I'm not much of a conjurer myself, so. Some of these only make sense on a surface level, but perhaps you could offer some insight. If I can. Like I said, I've never done this one, but I've seen others. I, I I've seen others doing it. In these rituals, is it true that? The more dedicated you are to the process, the more effective they are. For instance, in this ritual, a sacrifice is required, as is pain and suffering. Is it true that the greater the sacrifice, the greater the pain, the greater the suffering would make for a more effective ritual? It, it can, it's often, yes, generally speaking, a minor, especially when some kind of sacrifice is needed. And sacrifice is a wide definition. It has to cost you something. I've seen people try to do a ritual where they, they give up something that came from someone else. And it didn't mean anything to them. Or someone who is wealthy already dropping a piece of jewelry that, to you or I, might make us wealthy. But to them, it represented no loss. And it, and it didn't work. So it, the, these criteria are always relative to the ritualist. But yes, what you're saying is generally true from a principle standpoint. And I know for a fact that this ritual can take a while, because I've seen people on their little boat going under the pier and it takes long enough that they actually wash out the other side of the pier and have to loop around and keep doing it the whole time, not losing their concentration, and get looped back around to the pier and go through again. And it can take a while. But I've also seen some people go straight through and, and zip through on their first try. I don't actually know the details of what they were doing. But I know that it seems like this can take a while, and some people do it very quickly. That doesn't entirely make sense to me, given the strict timing requirements of this ritual, that it must be performed just before sunrise or just after sunset. Ah, 
those periods, those transition periods allow more time than you might think. But I have also seen someone that it took so long that they actually did miss the window. And they had to wait until later. And usually their sacrifice was forfeited. Wasted. Well, we wouldn't want that, would we? Do you have any idea what you're getting yourself into? To be honest, not really. But at the same time, I've recently found that trying to understand every aspect of those complicating issues surrounding my life has not been particularly beneficial. Mm. Do you do you know anything about traveling in the Shadow Realm? Not particularly. Why is there something we should know? Water. Take water. Fresh water. It's ah. really hard to find. And most of the water that you find there, really dangerous, I hear. Interesting. Dangerous in what way? I'm not entirely clear. Something about spirits of the dead, spirits of sorrow, spirits of haunted water, something like that. Ah. And from what I hear, the clean, clear springs where water flows true, hotly contested. Those beings contested. that are those beings that are native there can drink the water just fine, but for you and me, not so good. Contested by whom exactly? Who are the native? beings in the Shadow Realm. I mean, well, you've... I don't know that much, but from what I know, there's a lot there. There's... I mean, there's the Shadow Fae, obviously. And then there's the goblins that work with them. There's the... Uh, there's all sorts of creatures of the forests and the wilds that are... Some of them are like animals that we have here, but not, then all sorts of other shadowy things. I don't know the details, but there's creatures there. Giants. Unicorns. Gods. Maybe? Probably? I don't know. Bear, the the bear folk? I hear there's bear folk that have made their way there. Anyway, there's groups. Even among those groups, they f they do not get along. Do not make the mistake of thinking that the Shadow Fae work together. <clears throat> Just like us, there are cities and factions and divisions. And anywhere there's a resource... Someone is trying to control it. Sorry, they don't deal like we do? What do you mean? They don't like to trade 
coins and riches. They think it's, they think it's crass. In fact, they think they're getting a great deal when they can get goods from us using coins that we've brought there because they don't mean much to them. They don't value them very much. They value other things. They value, I hear, like, feelings and memories and, ex and emotions. They bottle them up in little, literally bottle them up in little vials. Fascinating. Right? Have, have you ever seen these files? I have. There are several, there's Shadowfay coming in and out of here all the time because that pier is a major entry point, apparently. How very interesting. Uh, at this point, do I have any sense of what time it is? Ta uh, it's taken, it took you a while to kind of rifle through your various thugs and then get here. And then you two have been talking for a while. So a few hours, several hours have passed. How are we doing as far as like, is it close to dawn? I'll say 90 minutes. All right, so it's getting, like, really getting close. Done. Sarah, I cannot thank you enough for your kind welcome, your thoughts, and uh, I want you to know that when I return from the Shadow Realm, I have every intention of bringing you something to show my respects. <gasps> Is there anything that I can get you while I'm there? Ooh. That's very kind, Yolok. I'm very glad you came and found me tonight. Most unexpected. Actually, one of those little vials that lets you ca that that lets you deal and in emotions and memories and whatever. If you manage to get one of those, I'd love to be able to barter with the Shadow Fay. An empty one or a full one? Way I figure if it's full, I don't have to fill it. Do you want happy memories or something else? From what I understand, they don't particularly care the type, but the intensity matters. But again, you're going on a very dangerous trip, Yolok. Just try not to die. You're fun. I'd be really sad if you died. I have no intention of dying forever. <laughs> I like that little addition at the end there. All right, so well, I think that I think that Yolok has uh, started to realize that this this dagger here might, you know, there might there might be something uh, going on with some spirits inside. <laughs> and I imagine Yolok's thoughts on Oblivion have evolved somewhat yeah <laughs> um but yeah so now he can tell you like really really clearly he doesn't know where that symbol sits but he knows the pier you're looking for okay and it's the like second from the end from the from the far end of where you all were looking yesterday so it would have taken you a while to just 
keep continuing your search unless you intentionally reversed from the other direction. But now you know right where it is. Perfect. So, uh, I thank uh, Sarah again, and I scoot out. Uh, I forget what the name of the guy that I roughed up was. Lessa. Um, yeah. Probably I, not uh, important, though. I uh, On the way out, just to, uh, you know, just to be that, I guess, um, he smiles and does, like, just the most enormous disingenuous bow you know very very performative right at him nice so while you are so are you headed to the pier are you headed back to the inn what's your what's your doing <sighs> um yeah i head back to well, I head back to the end. Okay. And uh, I go to Eleanor's room. Before you get to the inn, there is... You experience something that you've experienced once before. It's a voice in your head. It's Kama's voice in your head. Hello, Yolok, if you can hear me, this is Kama. I'm, s this is a sending spell. I'm so sorry for last time. I wasn't very good at it. I've had some more practice. Can you hear me? You should be able to respond. Kama. Yolok! It worked! Oh my gods, it worked! Greetings, Kama. How are you? I, well, I'm tired. I've been up all night working on this thing, and it worked. I'm so glad I got through to you. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm here at the temple. Um, I, things have been wild here. Where are you? We are about to venture into the Shadow Realm. Oh. Oh, so you're really doing it. Do you have the lantern? We do. Yolok, what did you do with the dagger? I've kept it with me ever since you last saw. Has anything happened? A great amount of things have happened. After you left, I've been doing a lot of research, and it is tied to an ancient cult of Thoth Hermes that broke off from the main, the main group, and from all we can tell, they weren't actually worshipping Thoth Hermes. It was a dis it was a, a, a deceiver behind the mask. It was something else. Not one of the other gods. 
that play these games all the time, trying to siphon worshippers from one another. No, it was something else, but it was wearing a mask. And they thought it was Thoth Hermes. But it wasn't, and whatever it was, it was, I, from what I can tell, it was terrible. Something about another realm or something. Yolok, what do you know about the Void? I think that Yolok really wants to spill the beans about everything and tell him about how he's been diving into the Void and how he's spoken with uh, these long-dead figures and everything. And um, he he wants to tell Kama very, 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 very badly. And I don't know, so I'm... This is a genuine ask. Okay. Is he able to tell Kama? When he talks, is he able to say the words that he wants to? Or are his words not his own at this point in time? Nothing is interfering. Okay. So... Okay. Okay. Uh, so he isn't in, in a rush, and he is still walking towards the inn. <sighs> Kama, I unfortunately do not have much time. We are going to the Shadow Realm as soon as possible. There's so much to tell you, Kama, and I'm sure that you would love to study some of the things that we've done. But suffice it to say... I know about the Void because I have sent people to the Void. I know about the Void because I have tra I have driven my own mind to the Void. And I know about the Void because this dagger which is with me every day is driving towards it. This dagger, it forces you to abandon your principles. It sometimes takes control and you are not your own person. That doesn't mean that I'm out of control, but it means that I have not yet learned how to be the master of this dagger. Oh, Yolak, I'm so sorry. For what? I don't know. It. I don't. I don't know. It felt like the right thing to say. There's nothing to be sorry for, Kama. The dagger carries with it immense power, and as soon as I learn how to wield it, I'm confident that I will be able to have dominion over it. 
I see when I go to the void the failures of those that came before me. The ones who I've sent there, I hear their voices. Sometimes they speak through me, but in many ways they are weak that I am not. I'm not concerned that I will be taken forever by the void as they are. Yolok, friend, I'm frightened for you. I hope your journey to the Shadow Realm is successful, but my god, man, be careful. I I don't know. I have no useful advice for you. I don't think I'll be able to reach you there. If I can, I will. I'm going to keep looking at this. But I, I fear that you and I have unleashed something on the world that is truly terrible. Be careful. What makes you think that it is already unleashed? From what I've read, the dagger isn't just a dagger, Yolok. It's an inroads to our reality from this other place. It's not just imbued with power, it is a doorway. Well, then I shall assume the mantle of Dorman. Good luck, friend. I wish you well. The spell is about to run out. I'm sorry. I... Good luck. To you as well. And you feel the connection break. And you're at the inn. I go to Eleanor's room. Eleanor is sound asleep. Uh, yeah, I, I do knock. <laughs> Note no, a... that he didn't have to. <laughs> yes, I, I knock. <clears throat> She, like, takes a few moments to realize there's somebody there. Um, yes. And she, like, cracks the door open. You lock. What do you do? What time is it? It's almost morning. Come in. Yes. Come in. I believe we have little time. I have found the location required for the ritual. You found it? Yes, and we can go now and still make it before sunrise. Oh, okay. Uh, may maybe go get Mira. I'll, I'll I'll get ready. Okay, I go to Mira's room. Eleanor gets ready. Packs your bags. Ready to go. Knock, knock. Who's there? 
<laughs> She's unconscious and doesn't wake up. No. Um, as Mira heads over to the door, cracks it open, similar exchange, bleary eyed. No luck. What time is it? Why does everyone always ask that question? Because of the utmost importance and any moments of time you robbed me of sleep or... What is it? I apologize for waking you up. I suppose you two are both very tired. I have found the location required for the ritual. And we can leave now and make it before sunrise. How? Well, I should imagine you would pack your bags, bring whatever is required, and head down to the pier. How, how did you find it? I asked my contacts that I could find. And you trust them? Certainly. That's well enough. Won't it be obvious if it's the wrong pier? Well, if time is of the essence, I just... Wanted to make sure they passed your muster. If, if you trust the source, then I have full faith and trust in you. Let's go. So she turns around and she goes to, you know, put everything back to rights and pack up and get ready to go. I love that. Oh, now time's of the essence. Now we got to make hay. Well, the whole point of like searching for this thing <laughs> in the night is that we couldn't sleep and like, you didn't super want to go on a solo mission because you were afraid of the void, you know, taking you in your unaccompanied state. But you handled yourself well, and you accomplished the goal, and we slept. Win-win. Win-win-win. Um, as Eleanor is getting ready, she finds that little earring, and she's a little nervous that she's not going to get to see Burgo again because, like, Yolak has found the place, and it's not sunrise yet so I guess there's a chance that they can actually get this done so she is going to uh, I don't know try to use it she doesn't quite know how but just to let him know she's not sure she's going to make it to their rendezvous so you uh, go ahead and, and uh Give me a clever check real fast. Can I use your new dice? Sure, you can use my fancy Ooh. new dice. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. that is a five. All right, so you are able to figure it out pretty easily. So you, um, are Eleanor's ears pierced? Yes. Okay. She sticks the earring in and, um. Good, good first step with an earring. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize that once it's in, you, you're kind of fiddling, and you realize that if you twist and twist, it seems like it, it activates. So it's a little back and forth double twist, and then it, it, it's, it's transmitting, if you will. <laughs> transmitting. Cool. Yeah. So, um... If you want to try and say something to him, it will go through. He's asleep. And it will wake him up, and he's going to be really confused. But you can say something. Um. Okay, so I figured out how it works. Yeah. And I can kind of tell he's asleep. 
So yeah, you as you're sending it through. So if you you have to say something, you won't uh, like hear something passively uh, on the other mm, end. Mm, yeah. Testing, testing, one, two, I'm cheesy. <laughs> she doesn't say that. <laughs> Bur Burko, hello, hello. Is is this is someone here? Is this? What? Uh, oh, El Eleanor. Oh, are you? It worked. Oh my God! Oh my... It worked. Yes, it <laughs> it works. It works. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I've never had a trinket like this. This is very. Uh, it's I'm... so early. What are you doing? Yolak, is everything okay? Yolak has come back. He has found the place that the ritual is supposed to happen. So. They want to try to do it before sunrise. I don't know that I'm going to make our meeting. If it doesn't work, I will be there, but but I don't know. And I don't know if I can contact you once we go into the Shadow Realm. I'll meet you downstairs. Right. Okay. Yes, I'll be there. So, he's downstairs. He is like, he whiffs himself together real Ooh. quick. Um, And, uh... He's you. You're down in the the downstairs. He gets down there. He like he probably just threw some stuff on real fast. Um, he's not like equipped for action or anything. Just shirt and pants and boots and anyway. Um, he comes down. God, it's early. Um, I thought maybe I'd come see you off. Um, I'm sorry. I won't. We have to have a sacrifice. If you come, they might try to do something to you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, I would point, I would point Eleanor to Mira's character sheet just in case we forgot her trouble. So at least she knows <laughs> it's true. Never mind. I read. At least she knows that. she's right. he's safe. Never mind. Mira. She doesn't say that. I'm just thinking like, oh no, we have a person. We yeah, have an NPC. No. We have a red shirt. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's not a red shirt. Okay, um, okay, good. No. Okay, um, yes, if if you would like to. I'm not sure how it's going to work, and if you're with us, I don't know, you might get sucked into Shadowrun, but hey, that would be the worst thing. Oh, no, I'll, st I'll keep my distance, but okay. I thought I'd come at least send you off, but I'm sorry we won't have time. Yes, this is how things worked out. I'm sorry. Here, you can help me with my bags. Sure, he'll carry your bags. <laughs> what are you doing with Donovan? I'm going to give him to Burgo. <gasps> yes! I Yay! love it! Um, Burgo, I'm also my camel, or our camel, the, uh, the one I came in on. His name is Donovan, and uh, we brought him from the Oasis. To ride on to deliver the figs, and anyway, he's on. He's had his own set of adventures, but I would love it if he would go to a loving home. Would you please take care of him for me? I can always use a camel. You'll find him tied up out back. Wonderful. And his other That's awesome. <laughs> and his three unnamed friends who came from the same stable. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Cool. He'll yeah. He's going to just walk you down there. Yeah, he's not going to get on the boat. He's just, he's going to follow along and just, oh. See, he's oh. also curious. You guys are doing something pretty rad. 
So as Mira is, you know, packing up everything, she's got, you know, satchels and belongings and she's all like, you know, ready to go. So it's worth pointing out that uh, Mira, as she's backpacked up and strapped in with all her supplies and belongings, she takes one rear facing glance up the stairs and she had planned on writing Tomlin a letter much more carefully written, carefully worded in the morning over breakfast, just um, with time on her side. But uh, she hastily scrawled together the sentiment as best she could. And she is sad that she couldn't put it together as as um, sort of tidily as she had hoped her wording might be given more time. But she hopes it did its job. She puts the letter under his door and doesn't look back. Okay. Would you like to tell us what it says? Or do you want to think on that? I think it starts with the words, I'm sorry. And then she had a hard time coming up with a whole lot after that. Um, but I, I may come up with the, maybe How does the, it end? It ends with my deepest fondness and all my love. Mira. She can't quite put together the exact words, but the sentiment is there. And the body of the letter consists of a lot of, you know, her usual fluff of using 14 words when five will do. And it just comes to the gist of, I'm sorry things had to end this way, but I'm not sorry that I met you. And I wish it could have gone differently, but here we are. And I know this is the best for both of us. Okay. All my love. All right. So you head to the pier. Mira, you now know what, you know how to perform the ritual. You have a lantern. Are you using a normal lantern or are you using the, the shadow flame lantern? We're using the shadow flame lantern. Because cool. for other reasons, no other reason. We're using the shadow flame lantern for sure. Because we didn't pick up a, a generic lantern. But moreover, she wants to power this up as best she can. And this sure. is a portal to the shadow realm. So using a shadow lantern is probably going to be you know, neutral at, at worst. So yeah, that's we're going with. All right. So you have it suspended from a, from a string or a chain so it can, so you can kind of spin it gentle, gently around. Um, you all get into a small boat, uh, that you have to, uh, rent. Um, as we get in, Eleanor gets her bags from, mm -hmm. from Burgo and, I'm so happy that you, that you trailed me. I've never had someone thank me for stalking them before, but feeling is mutual. But I'm really glad I met you. Same. Good luck. Thank you. Don't die, okay? You too. Don't yes. die. Yes. And he uh, takes steps back with, 
you know, and just watches you guys on the boat. Okay. So, the boat, as you were, um, uh, by the way, you found the symbol of the, uh, that you were looking for on a little stone crenellation along the top side of the pier. So, um, is where you ended up finding it. Um, so now it's a stone pier that extends out into the water and there are multiples of them. There's a bunch of, they're interspersed by wooden piers, but there are other stone ones and there are stone pillars that run deep underneath it. And the space underneath the pier is very dark and the tide is low enough that you can pass that you can pass underneath standing up in a boat and not like crack your head on under on the bottom side of the pier and it's wide enough that there is a point underneath that just looks absolute pitch black and you can't see through the other side given the current lighting conditions so you're on your boat poor guy who loaned you the boat thought he was going to get it back and you're at like double the deposit uh, and she just like <laughs> left extra coins like knowing this was a one-way trip she just like secretly like left him like extra money where like she knew he would find it very um, importantly yolak did not pay for a thing because he had to use his uh cash to secure uh contacts in the previous day's encounters oh yeah did Yolok tell us to get water? Like, did we bring water? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Okay. You guys have a decent supply of water. Okay. Good. All right. Um, so, you are headed under the pier. Mira is beginning to perform the ritual, and she starts, as she's spinning the lantern, she starts chanting arcane words in a kind of a sing-song fashion. And it is that point where the, the horizon just barely starts, is just ever so slightly starting to lighten. Just barely. Just barely. And... As you pass underneath the pier, Mira, what do you sacrifice? Mira sacrifices. She calls out as best she can to the powers that have been availed to make this possible. Mira is going to sacrifice the knowledge that she saved Tomlin's life. And as far as her memory exists, she wants it to be understood that he died and she let that happen. She is prepared to sacrifice the knowledge that he's okay and live with the burden that he died due to her failures. So not entirely sure that like Fey powers can alter memories, but she's 
willing to sacrifice the knowledge that he lived and hopes that they are replaced with the false now the false narrative that he in fact died and if that happens then she hopes that the pain that she will endure is enough to make this happen okay so is mira like chanting like saying this out loud so that we can hear it no so that's not so the uh, the 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 sacrifice happens while performing the thing so she has she'll make a conscious decision of what is what is being let go as we're kind of rowing out there eleanor just wants to ask her mira because she doesn't know she hasn't you know obviously heard this mira what what are we what are we using to fuel the ritual what what are we going to sacrifice i I need you, before I tell you, I need you to make me a promise. Yes. I need you. I need you to promise that you will not contradict anything I'm about to say now and forever. Do you, do you understand? Do you, can you make me this promise without? Yes. I think I I think I need to hear more before I promise. <laughs> what I That peer is getting to... close. You don't have time. Much time. I need I need you to promise me that you won't ever tell me anything to the contrary that Tomlin didn't die. In that or anything to the contrary that Tomlin I'm getting my double negatives mixed up, but I need you to reaffirm to me, if ever it comes up, Tomlin died in that temple. Mira, you can't. Tomlin died in the pyramid, and it was my fault. We found him in that cell, and we didn't get there in time. And he died, and it was my fault. That's and I have to live with that every day. For the rest of however long I end up walking this earth, I have to live with that, and that will be painful. That will kill and you. I will suffer for it. That will kill you on the inside, your soul. Probably. But it's what has to be done. Eleanor nods. Okay. So the ritual begins. All right, uh, Mira, give me a focus roll. Will you talk us through each part of the ritual? That's a four. Very good. You're clean. So, <laughs> who's rowing? This will matter. No luck. I am rowing. <laughs> I, I would say Yolok and Eleanor Yolok, are, both, okay. are both helping You're both out. Rowing. Right. rowing. So, the two of you are rowing. So, Mira is standing in the boat. And she's got the, sh the, the lantern spinning around gently. And as you start, and uh, as she's chanting the arcane words, it 
it starts getting familiar because the phrase that it's a long phrase it's a long it's it's caught it's it changes enough that it's hard for you to follow but you keep hearing little bits that you think you recognize as you pass underneath the pier the light from the lantern starts dancing off of the pillars and the ceiling around you and it marks, it starts marking a circle. And as her voice powers through the ritual, that circle of light around you starts to take on shape and starts to create a trail, almost like a, a an orbit around your boat as it passes through the darkest point underneath the pier. And you still couldn't see out the other side. And it keeps going. You feel yourself continuing forward. And you're pretty sure you should have started being able to see the other side. And it stays dark. And this is the... As the, the power is growing and Mira, you feel the moment... You don't, you're not sure how you know, but you know when the moment reaches its point at the crest of the ritual. And you feel the doorway. You sense it. And you know that now it's time to push it open. And this is the moment when you choose what to sacrifice. But you've chosen. And the words don't change. She doesn't act, the, 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 the ritual chant continues, but Eleanor and Yolok hear a very distinct shift in the tone and inflection of the chant. And it is very clear without knowing, without even, even if you didn't know what she was planning. It, it sings of loss and of sorrow and of permanence. And at that moment, the orbit around you shifts because it's been on a horizontal plane and everything tilts. And suddenly that circle shifts vertical and you feel yourself whoosh forward on your boat. And you feel like you are spinning down a tunnel that twists and turns. And the lantern keeps spinning and the light is dancing and you start seeing shapes, not nothing human or animal just shapes around the outside of the of the uh the the tunnel around you and your the chant starts taking on a sound of its own beyond mira's voice and it starts echoing and bouncing and you think you're hearing possibly the voices of other people that have done this before and it starts it gets really loud and the lights, the new color lights start flashing and blinking and you feel the boat actually start spinning within the tunnel itself. It feels 
out of control, and then suddenly, splash, you come out, and you are in a river, a really, really big river, not dissimilar to the River Nuria, except this one is black. The water is deep black. There is a stone bridge ahead of you. Large stone bridge with big arch supports underneath it. And in the water around you, you see faces and hands glowing a ghostly neon green. And one of them reaches up through the water and grabs the edge of the boat. 